Faith is Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week and chew on God's word and its application in our lives, hopefully to encourage and edify you. We have been running for the last three weeks a mini series, a companion piece for our uh, teaching series on Sundays, Kingdom Legacy. And we've had Ferris, the wife of Brett Gilchrist, a pastor, sharing her side of the experience. So, Ferris, you are on with us. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming back. That's good always a good back. sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> last one, the blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is the last one. They've been really encouraging for me. Um, I know it seems like people are listening and uh, asking lots of questions. I know I've heard from the staff members just about okay. the series as a whole. So, we're at the last one. This is... You can say whatever you want I now. Know, yeah, I get to you just say what I want. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the repercussions. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are we going from here? You know, um, so as I, uh, you know, Brett's sermon yesterday was, um, I thought, helping uh, put things in perspective as far as um, this is very important, you know, that we apply ourselves, uh, but also realizing that um, we aren't perfect. And uh, so I, I'm going to start out. I'm going to sh- for each child. I'm going to tell you a, a mistake I made. Yeah. So the dirt. It is. It <laughs> is. First of all, I'm going to tell you that my um, my biggest issue in life in general <laughs> as a dirty rotten sinner is I'm very impatient. Mm. And um, so I, you know, the kids. I'm sure that's somewhere up there high on their list of <laughs> of issues with their mom but um but uh a good example of um <laughs> how things would come up for instance Ashley um she was she um Ashley is who I should have been <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Are you I, listening, Ashley? <laughs> I aspire to be like her mm. and to grow. Uh, I want to grow up to be like Ashley someday. And um, this is an example. Um, she was uh, in middle school, you know, starting her babysitting career. <laughs> and she was well-loved and uh, uh, sought after. And she was on the phone. And uh, this will give you an example of why. She was on the phone and she was uh, visiting with whichever adult it was. I'm not sure who it was. And. I didn't really know, but I did my typical thing, and that is, they would all tell you this, I'm I'm very stream of consciousness, and mm-hmm. uh, I just walk in a room and I start talking just wherever I was. Yeah. And in this case, there's something that I needed, you know, to do. So, uh, you know, she has a little um, uh, tick that comes from, from being raised by me, and it's the <laughs> Ashley. If she'd hear her, to this day, you know, it's kind of like, if I say Ashley, it's like tick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Her nervous system kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> so I did this, and I walked in, and I was like, Ashley, and I started talking away in my, you know, loudish voice, and um, <laughs> she's on the phone, so she looks at me, uh, you know, annoyed, and she gets off the phone, and then uh, just very maturely walks into where I am, and she says, Mom, I work very hard to present myself well <laughs> to uh, adults, and you walk in, and you yell, and uh, I thought, you know, she's addressing it now, but that would have always been something true, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I took note, and uh, I don't know how well I addressed it, but um, but I did address it, it 
to become aware at least that this is this is something that would annoy them. Mm. Um, there's plenty of other things I could say, uh, you know, that m- along the way that would have annoyed any of my kids. But that's just <laughs> one example of um, of how I could come in and just really be an annoying yeah, presence. And she, how old was she at this time? Uh, she was in middle school. Middle school. Um, one that really stands out with the boys is, <clears throat> and I'm t- what I'm telling you is things that I went to school on. It's not saying that I didn't make other mistakes or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Uh, you know, that I didn't get after them too harshly or that I didn't um, respond um, negatively. You know, there's plenty of things, but uh, but I'm addressing here some things that, that I really took note of myself personally. Yeah. Um, when Grant and I guess Garrett would have been, Grant was in college-ish, and he might have just been like 18, I'm not sure. And uh, But Garrett was, you know, so Garrett's five years younger, so let's say they were 13 and 18. One Easter, you know, I just insisted that, no, we're, you're all getting, you're old enough now, you're going to get dressed nicely for Easter. You know, and of course, I dressed them when they were young, but then they had that whole interim area where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I gave them a, a bit of slack, and um, so... Um, I remember that they were not enthusiastic about that, <laughs> and I remember they did it, and I remember going to church that morning and looking at them and seeing how miserable they were. Oh, no. And I remember sitting there on Easter Sunday and thinking, I made an issue out of ties, mm. and this is their Easter, too. It's not just mine or everybody else here. It's their Easter, and uh, they get to go and worship their king mm-hmm. on Easter. And I felt kind of sick and um, was ashamed of myself that I had made such an issue out of something so trivial. And it was hearkening back, I think, probably to just the way I was raised in the South. Everybody would wear ties, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I realized that there are things I need to let go of that just don't make any difference. And and to be aware how often that can happen and come up and um, check it. You know, yeah, Rachel and I talk about that a lot. We try and factor in, does this matter? Exactly. And uh, I have a friend of mine who shares stories about how he has all these memories of these photos of him growing up, but what he remembers is what a nightmare it was to get to the photo. That's right. And I think you're talking about that same thing of maybe not considering how is this impacting them? And is this really, is this a win at the end of the day? Right. What should Easter be like? Should it be a fun and joyful day where, where we're all just excited uh, about it? Or should it be a day we dread? And, yep. um, and I, I made that a day that I'm ashamed of as far as how I affected them. I'm very proud of them. They responded yeah. well, and they decided they were going to honor their mom. But it, it did uh, affect me, too, you know. Yeah. And, uh, um, <clears throat> Garrett, I, you know, I had a thing about um, – so <laughs> – it was kind of a stupid thing, but um, <laughs> as most of these are. Um, but he was avoiding going to dances, I remember. And mm. um, I kind of, it's not that, um, I, I had this thing where I didn't want my kids to avoid things out of fear. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to go, you know, at least face the fear yeah. or whatever. And he would say that wasn't a fear but you know, I kind of felt like maybe it was. Yeah. So one time he, you know, he's this one time he says, "Okay, I'm gonna go." And you know, he's in high school, and um, and Garrett was, you know, he's just an easygoing, get along, 
um, wanting to please kind of kid and, um, and loved for it, you know. And he went and he came home and boy, has this one stuck with me. He sat down and he sat me down and he said, Mom, I'm going to tell you about my evening. <laughs> and he went on to tell me, and I won't go into great detail, but um, the guy who fell at his feet throwing up from being drunk and um, th- he went through a litany of things that get worse from there. Mm. And I was ashamed again. I was ashamed that I didn't, you know, they have their own instincts and I want them to trust their instincts. And um, that was good for me because from then on, I did. I just, I trusted his instincts to say whether or not this was something he really wanted to invest his time in. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, that's something I, I'm sure we all do and, mm-hmm. and good to reevaluate, you know. Yeah, especially since we, we communicate something to our children about their agency yep. in what we allow them to make decisions about. That's right. And you know what? <laughs> you want to see them make those decisions, and you want, you want to see it before they graduate. And mm-hmm. he was giving me that opportunity, and, and I needed to let him. And I was so proud of him, you know? Yeah. And realized, uh, yeah, Mom, back off, you know? Yeah. Just let him take care of this. Good lesson. <laughs> So when we began this uh, with our first one, which was three weeks ago, um, we started with God's meta narrative, you mm-hmm. know, and how uh, through the whole Old and New Testament, He uh, was working uh, to change trajectories to bring us back onto His trajectory. And um, finally, as Brett explained yesterday, um, Jesus was that final reset. And mm-hmm. he's, he did it for us, you know, and that we get to enter into that, uh, that reset that Christ has done and, and rest in that, you know? Um, and it made me think through what our kids have experienced with us, our own family meta narrative, so to speak. And um, I realized uh, a value we had, and maybe it wasn't spoken and probably should be, so now it is. <laughs> there we go. Uh, is that they need to see Brett and I fall hard, mm-hmm. get up dust ourselves off, and soldier on. Mm. Um, and it, that's really what God was showing us through all those times. I mean, hard falls, mm-hmm. get up, dust it off, soldier on. Yeah. You know? um, so I, I was looking through some of the things, and um, they, they don't need to just see it do it once. They need to see us do it repeatedly, uh, that this is a, that this is a, a lifestyle of yeah. following God. And um, I think it's as important that they see us do that in our in the, what mm, failures or however we want to put that as, as it is for them to see us succeed and to and to see our successes. And in fact, if all they ever saw was our successes, um, that would be a disservice, really. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Rachel and I had an experience one time where we were sharing about an individual in our yeah. lives, and. We just kind of lamented the fact that we didn't know, they, they didn't present themselves having any kind of struggles, huh. you know? And you're like, I can't relate to that. <laughs> right, right. I sometimes wonder how long that, you know, how sustainable that is, yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 is it akin to me uh, as someone asked, uh, 
pretending or acting uh, out being a Christian and not actually yeah. knowing Christ. How long can you? Act? Maybe years, but eventually. How long? How long is that sustainable? You know? Yep. So our kids have seen their parents live life very publicly, um, and their peers, uh, you know, may have had some of the same experiences, but you know, maybe not so publicly. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was going to just kind of give some examples of of how that looks for us. And hopefully that helps in applying it into another parent's, you know, daily walk. Yeah. Um, so when Brett left, you know, our former church that he had worked at and he started UFC, you know, it was under a lot of public scrutiny. Um, smallish town, large church, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and that was a... Um, all those, all those kinds of changes are fraught with a lot of um, misunderstandings and um, also things said that aren't necessarily accurate on both sides, on both, sure. you know, whoever's saying what for whomever. And um, we felt strongly that we did not want them to be bitter. Mm-hmm. And we felt strongly that um, we wanted them to see us do the, <laughs> yeah, get up, dust off, yeah. soldier on. Um, and so as we've gone on through this journey, um, you know, you, they'll see, for instance, uh, any number of petty things, all staff in any church experience this, mm-hmm. there's any number of petty things that can come up, um, and cause problems, cause issues. People leave churches over petty things, sure. you know? Yeah. And um, that, again, is an opportunity for them to see, okay, you know, get up, mm-hmm. dust off, soldier on. Um, and I've thought through a lot of the things that have happened to us over the last 14 years. I mean, gosh, what if I were the amazing things that have happened at USC over the last 14 years, you know, that would be so fun to write a book about. Mm-hmm. But there have been hard things. And uh, we lost two staff to cancer within a year. Yeah. Uh, one of them, uh, one of Brett's closest friends, and uh, the other, uh, Ashley's roommate, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Brett was, you know, obviously worked with them every day. And uh, so that was that was really hard. But also have had situations come up, not often, but a couple of times with staff where over time serious differences would come up. And um you know, you can't always explain that to the whole world because mm-hmm. you're protecting the privacy of someone else. But um, and so as a result, you can you can you have to kind of take the brunt of it. Um, our kids need to see us fall down, get up, dust it off, and soldier on. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that we don't address those issues, but. Uh, but that we have to allow God also. I mean, He's in this situation and allow Him to work and give Him time to work. And and as He does that, whatever transpires as as far as uh, fallout goes, they have to see us uh, do that. Yeah, um, it's important for them to see that to have it modeled. Um. So sometimes that'll bring you to you know all of those things working together will show weaknesses in your own life. And, and then you have to get a grasp on that and, and how you're going to address that. Um, they see it. They know it. You have conversations about it. And again, they need to see us not avoid it, not, not 
sweep it under the rug, but address it squarely. And and it goes back to that whole, um, you know, we call it resetting the trajectory, but also the analogy I was given when Brett was coaching basketball of, um, you know, after a guy shoots, he has to come back down. Well, he has to square up because if he doesn't square off, he's off, square up, he's off trajectory. Yeah. And that's where they miss their next shot. Mm-hmm. And if they have those basics down, okay, a shot, I'm back down, I need to square up. If they know that and it's instinctive, um, it causes that lapse that might take place in a walk with Christ uh, to, to become narrower. Mm-hmm. And you're much more quicker to, to square up with Christ and say, blew it, or this is a problem, or this issue is with me, uh, I need to square up. Yeah. And they need to see us do that. Yeah. The temptation can be to think that by not being honest and transparent with your kids and others, but with your kids, is that you're protecting them, mm-hmm. but you're abs- a- actually um, uh, setting them up for failure. You are. That's yeah. a good way to put it. And, mm-hmm. and also um, putting something off that needs to be dealt with today. Mm-hmm. And you're actually modeling that. You're modeling yeah. putting this off and not dealing with it, not squaring up today, but just thinking, oh, wait, maybe maybe down the, down the road, maybe, mm-hmm. and, then, and then maybe not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It get, that maybe not becomes easier the further it's, you get. And actually, you, know, you're, you end up re- reinforcing that in your life rather than the, the quickly, a quick turnaround yeah. where, where you deal with it. I think of, you know, scripture tells us to write things between brothers in a conflict before um, b- before they take us to court. You oh, know, sure. There will be greater consequences sure. if, if we don't take care of this quickly. Well, yeah, and, and how much healthier is it to to discuss it between brothers rather than to make, make it public and go? But this is, yeah. that's not saying that it doesn't have to be aired, maybe, sure. or some of it be aired. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time... Um, you know, there is uh, waiting on God patiently and not feeling like, oh, I need to go out and defend this for my own personal sake. No, I'm just going to wait. I, I, I'm going to be transparent to the degree that it's appropriate, and I'm going to demonstrate that. And, and if I take knocks for not, uh, our kids need to see how we respond to that in a healthy way because they're going to get those knocks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, it's inevitable. Right. Um. So, if you can see this, the full circle there, you know that's the that Old Testament, New Testament narrative are the ones that are being lived out in our life every day, mm-hmm. and um, we are demonstrating um how God worked in our lives by how we respond to Him and demonstrate it to our kids. Yeah. Um. And then there's my favorite. If you if you're allowed to have favorite books of the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is Philippians. And um, Philippians three twelve says, "Not that I've already obtained it mm-hmm. or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus." And I love um, that imagery because Christ laid hold of me. Mm-hmm. And I always picture it as, you know, he took his arms and he laid hold of me. And then I laid hold of him. I responded and I held on to him. Yeah. And um, he doesn't let go. I might. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have to go, oh, wait, let me get back. I, I need to hold on yeah. again. You know? Yeah. Um, so um, 
that picture of the meta narrative again of the resetting of the trajectory by God over and over and um and him um holding on to me and then me there's something magnificent about that yeah and um you know we all live ordinary lives pretty much and and during the you know when Christ was walking on earth all the people he was dealing with were living ordinary lives right yeah. i mean that was the norm we were we all live pretty you know there might be times when uh when something's exceptional but we live pretty ordinary lives but what he's inviting us into is this magnificent relationship and i liken it to you know when c.s lewis um uh described the portal Mm. you know that that the wardrobe was a portal Mm -hmm. that on this side of the wardrobe is pretty ordinary but through that portal it's magnificent and i'm allowed through him to enter into that portal and experience it to the degree that that you can, you know, through a yeah. mirror dimly mm-hmm. on, on this side, um, and how magnanimous of him mm-hmm. to do that. And we get to do that with our kids. Yeah, we get to invite them into into a world that uh, is really magnificent, even though. On a day-to-day basis, we all live fairly ordinary lives. Uh, here's the invitation, you know, to something much, much greater. Um, so, <laughs> um, our kids are grown and married now, and they have their own kids. I have seven grandsons and a granddaughter. A it's up to Garrett and Faith to to change the dynamics. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. It's to be able to to see how that can be passed on. And now to just watch them as they as they do that and support them along that way. And um, what a privilege and how fun, you know, yeah. a glorious thing to be able to to be engaged in that process. Yeah. And, you know, one thing Rachel and I talk about is that we want our kids to be better off. What, what parent doesn't want their kids mm-hmm. to be better than they are? Mm-hmm. And so by modeling this for your kids as you were raising them, um, they understand the framework that you are going to help support them, model it to mm-hmm. their kids now. Right. You know, and that godly generation gets stirred up. Right. And, you know, I, I talked early on about our families and where we came from. And, you know, whatever um, weaknesses um, we might have experienced, our parents brought us to a point where we could then take the trajectory and improve upon it. And our children now get that chance. And I'm thrilled for them. I mean, Boy, as far as I'm concerned, go for it. You know, yeah. whatever whatever you saw growing up that needs to change, you have my blessing and my prayers. And I look forward to seeing what that looks like, you know. Yeah. So within one or two generations, they'll be the perfect family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it does show you, you know, of course, obviously things can, any, any one individual can decide to change something in, mm-hmm. in a different direction, but it does show you um, that that there is the potential for a neat process there through yeah. the generations, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It is amazing. And how God approaches every single generation. Right. You know, it's not, no one generation can. We, we don't corner the market, right? Right. No generation corners the market on, uh, on what's uh, um, the perfect way mm-hmm. to live a life, um, you know, apart from following Christ. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, Ferris, um, this has been such a pleasure. If you had to give one encouragement to the tired mom and dad, (laughs) what would that be? Looking back at your life, what did you need to hear? Um, 
<laughs> there's a huge reward, and you, you get little rewards every day. But um, but in the long run, um, when you get to finally um, relax, um, the reward is to just enjoy um, what you invested in mm-hmm. and and watch that investment grow. You know. Yeah, it's encouraging. There's a proverbial finish line. Yep. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. There, down there. There's a future and a hope for yeah. sure. And to the women, I would say in Proverbs 31, where it says she smiles at the future, mm. that um, there's a reason to smile. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> Ferris, thank you so much for coming yes. on and sharing your thoughts. This has been yes. really great. Thank you, Chris. You do a great job. Thank you. We'll have to have you on again soon. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.